this is Tara from the Fast Mode Studios. You have joined us in our interview series in conjunction with MWC 2022. Suma Networks is a market specialist in subscriber policy and identity management. Suma Networks unique next-gen HSS, a subscriber management solution which can be deployed in-house and in cloud environment, powers the transitioning of today's networks towards 5G standalone. Today, we'll be speaking to Javier Martin, CEO of Suma Networks on Trends in this space and Suma's plans for this year's MWC. Over to Ishan Rawal, our editor and correspondent. Hi, Javier. Thank you for joining us again this year. Hi, Ishan. Last year, we did a great take on Suma Networks' presence at MWC, and we talked about your HSS HLR solution. And we're looking forward to learning more in this session. Yeah. So. Hello, Ishan. Um, it's, it's a pleasure to be with you again. And yeah, as you say, you know, there's there's a lot of novelties around our company, around our, our products, uh, a lot to tell. Uh, so first, uh, we have experienced a phenomenal growth as a, as a company. You know, we're growing in number of people, number of customers all over the world. Now, 33 customers uh, around the globe. Um, we have evolved our HLHSS into uh, 5G NSA, and then now we are evolving it uh, into 5G. So we are creating an SDM, uh, UDR, UDM, USF, UDSF. Uh, so becoming like you know the center of a, of a complete uh, SDM solution for for carriers. And and you know a couple of good news just to start is that we've been part of a phenomenal project in, in Malaysia. So we're uh, the carrier called Jess, that is uh, the YTL company, uh, together with our partners, you know, we've been there in the launch of the first uh, 5G network in the, in the country under the national DMB program. And, you know, there's, there's other very good news for us is that we've been selected as one of the finalists for the Global Award in Mobile World Congress that will be uh, selected in a, in a couple of weeks. So, we, you know, very tough uh, with, with that, very happy with that idea of um, vaulting a box. That's the concept we are, we are uh, reeling into, into customers now that is uh, having a good impact. Yeah, that's very exciting and Thanks. congratulations. Um, so... Since the last MWC, what else has changed? And apart from what you mentioned, what will you be planning to showcase at this year's event? Well, firstly, our evolution into 5G. You know, 5G was a long time promise in the industry, and now is is when it's really becoming a, a reality. So, so pandemic has not really changed the, the plans. Um, it's not only that we are evolving our, our solutions into the SDM space, so meaning that, as I said before, we're going to be a UDR, UDM, a USF, UDSF for, for all the subscriber data management, is that we're expanding the footprint as well. So we are creating a, we are going into the policy and identity management as well. We have created a AAA server for 4G, um, and then we are creating so to allow Vaulty and Voice over Wi-Fi on, on the same system. And we are now working on a PCRF PCF solution that will be issued in the, in the second quarter of, of this year. Uh, PCRF for uh, Vault in Voice over Wi-Fi first, then in general uh, PCRF, and then the evolution into PCF, which is one piece that is, is going to be crucial in the in the 5G. So. Um, you know, a lot of advance on not only in, let's say, in vertical, so in a specialty that is, that is SDM, but as well aumenting the footprint in the network functions we are going to be able to, to cover. And one very exciting point is that we are evolving our UDR not to be just a UDR for the uh, uh, UDM or for the subscriber data. We are creating a general storage for data in the, in the network that is needed and is, is sold for uh, many customers. So within, you know, that evolution, 
uh, will be a, a, a phenomenal source of growth for the for the company. And finally, as I was saying, you know, this this concept of vault in a box. So what we found is that vault in the end is going to be a norm. It's been like a long-term promise in the industry, but it was difficult to realize, and it was not clear on what what my investment is going. Where do I need it? Well, now with the transition into into from 3G or 2G, all networks. When I want to sunset them, then I really need an alternative. The alternative is I need to go to 4G and 5G, and then I need Volti because I, I still need to give voice services over those uh, IP IP networks. So this Volti in a box is because I'm, the question from many customers is, yeah, I need Volti, I need voice over warfare, but how do I do it? This is very complex. I need several elements. I need to integrate very disparate uh, systems. Then it's going to be a, a long time to go to market. It's going to be uh, uh, difficult. My engineers are going to have to, you know, to do let's say difficult things um, for a long time, and then I'm not clear on the return on investment. So what we are bringing to the table is this solution that is pre-tested, that is uh, pre-engineered. So it's like a box. That's we call it Volti in a box. Then we just plug it into your network and then you can start having Volti like in, in, a, in a very short time. No? So, and that's first is having impact in customers. There's a lot of customers asking about it. And second, we had the recognition of the, of the um, GSMA uh, being a finalist to the Global World. That's really interesting. So I suppose this has implications on um, transitioning for operators from 3G LTE to 5G non-standalone non and then eventually to 5G standalone. So could you elaborate on that or connect the dots over there? Well, the, the, the joke, I mean, the, there's a typical joke in Spain saying you know, that the, the, the national service, military service, that doesn't exist anymore, but it existed before. And it was it was long and tough. No? So I think that the transition for carriers into 5G is going to be like the national service is long and tough. Uh, because, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's still 2 billion subscribers on 2G networks as of today. And of course, that's evolving, but it's evolving uh, slowly and steadily because first, it's ensuring the service. Second is the evolution to the new technologies. No? So for many carriers, it's still still not evident. Uh, and that's 2G, but, but imagine 3G, where there's about 3 billion combined with, with uh, in some parts with 2G, then there's the, the bulk is on 4G, and then now I have to change all my infrastructure, all my antennas, and all my co uh, core networks that I have invested in the last few years, and I, maybe I still have not recovered the investment, then I, now, I need to go into fully complete separate new network. No? So uh, the evolution into 5G NSA, non-standalone is already there and is simple, easy, and is going to give is already yielding uh, good results. And that's something we've helped some of our customers to already do. Uh, but then the transition into 5G standalone is very complicated. Now that's that's difficult, uh, and that's the, that's different, because first there's a completely new uh, stack of technology um, below it. So we need to go cloud native, and you know. Even there are tries in which, okay, I'll keep my old stack and I'll just do 5G that, that we found in Sumerite was that, that doesn't work. We really have to go cloud, cloud native. And then you have to figure out how to put together all the old technologies with the 5G technologies with two different technology stacks together in the same system. So customers from the outside see uh, it's still a single box. It will interwork, but at the same time, it's not so complex to manage. Uh, and now keep in mind that you know most of carriers have 
telecom engineers and now this is shifting into cloud so the the shift into the skills of the teams is, is completely different no? so it, it is a game changer from from any points of view 5g not only from the market point of view but from the core point of view no? so uh, for carriers transition into 5g nsa is something obvious evident easy and we assume it was we you know it's, it's like a swift and easy uh, evolution into 5g standalone will take will take longer they will have to think about it what is the right strategy and they will need a product that is a multi uh, g let's say solution that covers everything with a minimal uh, deployment footprint with a minimal complexity and in our view this will open new uh, business models like managed services you know, where uh, everything is going to the cloud might it be public or private cloud or hybrid uh, but then probably most carriers will need someone to take over their um, their new uh, 5g deployments because orchestrating a kubernetes environment is not easy the theory is very simple it's just okay you just define and design your system you just plug it there and it just works magically uh, but then managing all these uh, microservices together in a macro architecture is not is not evident no? so it's not only the change into the new architecture is the way it's going to be handled no? so there, there will be absolutely new needs in, in in carriers to be able to do this this uh, leap right so let's go even deeper into the weeds. Now, talking about um, the, different the different requirements for subscriber policy and identity management for private networks, how, how will those things be different? And will those capabilities differ between different types of enterprises and use cases, such as mining versus manufacturing versus large campuses? How do you see the specifics playing out? Yeah, certainly there's different, I mean, what is the, the basic uh, stack technology is, is going to be the same. So I just need a core and antennas. So it's like a, like a reduced version of, of a full network you know, with all the elements and so on and so forth. So I will just need to do the installation in my premises and have a, this mini version of the core. So we need a solution that is pure software. And, and cloud native is, is very convenient for that because we can shrink for the, you know, the million of subscribers to the, to the hundreds uh, very easily. Uh, but so on, on the main core technology is not so different. We'll just shrink or, or extend. Now, what is different is, is, is three three main things. One is first uh, the connection to the outside world. Okay, so imagine that there's a hospital or a mining facility, and then people come with their regular Verizon or AT&T or, or, or Telefonica uh, SIM card, and then whenever they get into the private network on the hospital or the mining or whatever it is, then they switch into the into the private network then they use the private uh, services safely which is the other point and then whenever they roam out whenever they leave that, that they, they have to go back to their regular uh, operate you know? and everything has to be done in a very secure way where there's no problems with uh, intrusions and, and so on and so forth so first is how do we handle this roaming capabilities between the between the two systems second is as I was saying, security, so all the data that I was using while I was in or out, then it shouldn't be seen or it shouldn't be accessible while I'm out or in. So means that there's security in both ways, and then we all have to figure out how we make those devices and those accesses and those and those SIM cards and those people uh, secure. Uh, and then, you know, elements like the AAA, elements like the all, everything that comes to, to security, SBCs and so on and so forth, are still very, very important. And then the third point is that the way these systems are going to be managed is completely different. 
because it's not a, a, a carrier network, let's say, anymore, or it's not a, a big installation with a big CPD, even if it's in the cloud where engineers can go and do so on and so forth and the maintenance and so on. It's, uh, it's an installation that has to work uh, more than nine fives, if, if possible, because, uh, you know, there's, if it's a factory, it's, it's working 24-7, there's no real peaks probably in, in many of those places. Uh, and then all the installations have to follow the zero-touch zero principle. So they should be deployed in a more or less automatic way, and they have to be maintained automatically because you cannot displace people to work on the field in most cases. Okay, So these are networks that have to be very resilient, that have to work by themselves, that have to heal themselves if possible because it's going to be very difficult to send someone to fix it or it's going to be very expensive and then the business model will not work. No? So we are in the need to find strategies and ways to deploy and maintain uh, in a secure way uh, without or at least minimizing the, the uh, human intervention. So those are the, the main differences in these private networks. That is you know, one of the big business that is coming and that's an absolute certainty, uh, but then it has its own, its own uh, hurdles as well. Right. Now you were just talking about, you'd mentioned the cloud. Now advanced HSS and HLR solutions feature cloud native deployment capabilities. So how does this benefit operators? Well, let's say that the, the cloud is a, is a, is a double-edged sword for, for, for carriers. No? So on the one, there's clearly a lot of, a lot of pros uh, to adopt the cloud. Uh, first is uh, pros possibly the, 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 the scaling of costs um, whenever you want to grow your, your business and go to different areas. The elasticity of the cloud and the nature of the cloud in those respects is going to be very positive. Then the way to orchestrate services, the efficiency you can get, the slicing, you know, it's something we talk about, the slicing. The slicing is very complicated, but it's something really, really desirable where I can have several different versions of my or instances in the, in the old world that I can dedicate to different quality of services for different customers. So uh, there's very, very significant uh, changes and shifts that are positive for carriers for sure. Imagine a carrier starting now, starting from scratch, no? without having all this legacy of all these old connections and old uh, legacy systems and then just starting from the cloud. So creating a business around telecoms is going to be easier than, easier than ever. On the other hand, you know, there's less bar entrance barriers for for uh, for competition. So let's see how this how this works uh, for operators. But then on the on the on the other hand, on the on the concept as I was pointing out before, is that we are going to need a complete a complete change in the skill set of our of our companies. So this is not about so much about telecom engineers. It's still about telecom engineers, but it's telecom engineers with a big flair uh, on cloud or cloud engineers that get a flair for telecoms. Okay, so most of the shift of the load is going to go into the cloud direction, and that completely changes the the relationships between uh, carriers and providers and vendors like us. But within the carriers as well. No? Teams will be different and the needs will be different and the way they have to engineer things will be different. Um, I remember Neil McRae from BT having an excellent talk about you know, what it was taking BT, British Telecom, to change into cloud and said, well, five years of training our people. And now we are starting, let's say, to see the light and now we are reaping the rewards and it's phenomenal and we are really happy, but it's been, you know, a kind of five year effort to, to just put to, to your team up to terms. No? So again, this is a, a, a con, but it can be 
transform into an opportunity. If you're fast enough to change your your um, your teams and your business model, then probably you have big opportunities to to advance and be faster to market no? with with your competitors. So there's again a pros and cons. But again. Uh, the jump into into this new uh, architecture is is going to be long and tough. Uh, once again, so you know, the, um, carriers have to architecture really uh, carefully what they're going to do in their strategy and choose the right vendors to 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 go with them to be the the companions in this in this long and cumbersome transition. Right. That that does sound like a very inter interesting yeah. times are ahead for the industry. Um, so what advice would you give MNOs and MVNOs looking to deliver more contextual and con customized plans um, that leverage a wide and diverse subscriber base? Well, I, I think I think the time has come for for carriers to reflect and where the where the power is. You know? So um, in in the classical times in the classical years years ago it was like the power is in the connectivity we are the kings of the telecoms because we have the connectivity the devices the services like the the whole stack belong uh, to carriers and then when when 3g started changing things and especially with 4g and everything went into data then the the power shifted a little bit so it's not about carriers anymore it's about the the, the ott players so the guys on top the guys really giving the content that people want and then um, the risk of being a dump pipe has been there for for ages and carriers have been trying a lot of different strategies to try to overcome that. So they've tried to become content companies, didn't work, services companies didn't work, because there's other guys, you know, from the IT world, from the services world that do, do it better. And then um, the problem is that the power resides in people more than it did before. So I have, you know, a bigger power of choice. And then I choose Netflix over people giving me films over Orange or Vodafone or whoever, you know? and that's kind of the feeling in the market. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, 5G is an opportunity for these for these carriers to uh, differentiate from the pack and give absolutely new services based on the power of the network that is the connectivity, uh, but it's, it's not going to be easy. Um, I think one of the points that that uh, carriers have to realize has, is that the power is on the phenomenal amount of data they have from subscribers and from carriers and from usages, and that's something that we are just using partially. Uh, just to define prices and plans, and but there's no hyper personalization in the in the in the telecom networks, and there's there's no intelligence in data. There's some business intelligence, but no intelligence in data. No? So, I think this is a clear path now. Um, we are we are starting to use machine learning and in, in artificial intelligence just for you know zero touch networks for automated processes, which is good. But I think this should go uh, much, much uh, far beyond. And um, I think that the way 6G, you know, and, and, and it's weird when we're just saying we're still sunsetting 2G and, and then we have 5G in the making and we're already talking about 6G, this may, might go too fast, but technology is advancing really fast. And then 6G is like the, the network we all wanted and we didn't want, know how to express you no know, probably 6g is still a dream it's still a wish uh, but it will come and it says it's a network that changes completely the, the paradigm because it's not a telecom network in the core that is going to be used for different usages it's a it's an ai machine learning driven data driven uh, um, network that is going to be used for telecommunications and other things you no know? so i think that's where the paradigm is going to change and that's where we as vendors and carriers as carriers the, is, is the direction we'll have to take and think about what is what is coming next. Now, in the meantime, again, doing the transition into, into 5G, because 6G will take many years, some, some decades, 
for 5G is, is think about uh, you know what things can I do with 5G that can differentiate me from the pack, which are the vendors that are going to give me um, flexibility and services that can really uh, differentiate, and then try to figure out how to uh, not become the dumb pipes uh, anymore as a, as a danger. Uh, forget about the word of on pricing, and because this is a downward spiral, just think about what is the value that I can bring to my customers, and there's a lot of value in 5G that I can uncover. So probably carriers will have to partner with vendors, with services people that can bring really you know full services based on it. So, so there's a leap here, just to summarize the whole idea is that, we need to go as vendors in as carriers. We'll just have to go from just equipment vendors or or, or node uh, nodes network uh, vendors. We have to go to services uh, vendors. No? So and that's one of the things we're trying with our vault in a box. Then is this is not just a connectivity element. This is a service that is valid and is useful for your customers from day one. And there's this. So there's a, maybe I can summarize it saying there's a shift in our position as vendors and the position as, as carriers to go more B2C in, as a real market for consumers beyond just the, the phones and the data connections. Right. So one last question, just picking up on one point that you made there at the end about Volti. Now, there has been low adoption um, for it in the past for a long time, as with mm -hmm. Wi-Fi. Now, what makes you confident that this is indeed going to change in the future? Well, as I pointed out before, first is, is that before it was a nice to have in with unclear return on investment. But well, if I can do, I mean, th there's a very simple experiment you can do and that's something that happens to, to us every day. If you're in a 4G connection and, and you're, for example, in a WhatsApp call uh, and then suddenly it gets interrupted because you get a, a phone call. Because uh, still in many networks, your phone has to fall back into 3G to just being able to, the, to do the to attend the phone call. So there's a still no relation, to, uh, full relationship between 4G and 3G in many carriers. Some some have. Uh, so you know, again, we are still in this in this uh, transition between between all these uh, between all these Gs. Uh, uh, so therefore, you know, the the, the need again for this uh, transition uh, is 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 evident. Now, if I want to free some of my space uh, operations in, in network and bandwidth for uh, 5G, then I have to abandon 2G, 3G, and that's the plans for many carriers, so I have to sunset. But I cannot do it from service point of view, from customer's point of view, and from legal point of view, if I don't offer an alternative. So the alternative for giving voice on the, on the, on the um, IP data uh, networks is, is Volti and voice over Wi-Fi. You know? and, and those are very natural services. If I am at home and I am on, on my Wi-Fi, why cannot I just do a call via Wi-Fi if, if, if it's called via data? Well, there's something we need to architecture in the networks. That's Volti, that's voice over Wi-Fi, so that's why I need an IMS core. I need a AAA, then I need probably an SBC. So there's all these elements that are complex uh, to uh, install, complex to integrate, then it's going to take me a long time. So what is going to change is that before it was a nice to have, now it's going to be a must. Okay, so if I want to, to take out 2G, 3G, and I, I'm going to 4G, I really need to go Volti and voice over Wi-Fi now. So that and that's it. That's where we're living. That's in, 
a lot of customers with this need. And then all these customers are coming and say, hey, that's a fantastic idea. You just give it to me in a box, just plug it in. I don't have to interwork between an IMS core, install the IMS core, then interwork with the rest and inter in interwork with your HSS and the rest of elements. If you bring me everything pre-tested, pre-engineered, then the reduction in times of going to market and the reduction on costs on my teams and cost financial cost is, is phenomenal. So yeah, it's the time for Voltive also finally, finally, after many years. Uh, again, it's becoming a must. And then this, this kind of solution is something that tackles a, a real problem as, uh, as of today for many carriers. Right, well, indeed exciting times. So thank you, Javier. It was a pleasure, Ishan. Yeah, for joining us today. All right, well, over to Tara at the Fast Mode Studios. Thank you, pleasure. Thanks, Ishan. So for everyone tuning in, you can learn more about Suma Network's HSS, HLR solution at www.sumanetworks.com. Don't forget to visit the Fast Mode at www.thefastmode.com for more updates and coverage on MWC 2022. Thank you and see you again. Bye.